Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome to another edition of I Won't Stop Until I Win. I am your host, Jose Flores, and each week I'll be sharing inspiring stories of people who push through the pain, who overcome adversity, and who keep on running their race to become the winners they are today. So thank you for spending some time with me, and let's jump right into the show. Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks again for tuning in. I appreciate you hanging out with me. And as always, uh, you already know that before I start every single podcast, I always like to take a few moments and give God some thanks because I believe that without him, none of this would be possible. So I pray that somebody out there listening today uh, gets motivated, inspired, encouraged, or just even just grabs a a couple of nuggets that they can actually apply to their lives right now today. So uh, in Jesus' name, amen. I appreciate it. Hey, listen, guys, today I have an amazing, listen, an amazing guest today. My friend, my buddy, Mike Young is the creator of the Makeover Method and is known as the Makeover Master. My man, Mike, what's going on, brother? Jose, thanks for having me on today, man. Yeah, man. Thanks. Thanks for hanging out with me too, brother. I'm I'm excited and we're going to have a blast, man. You ready to go on a journey? I'm ready. I'm ready. (laughs) Yes, I love it. (laughs) I love it, man. Listen, I was, I was reading some of your story, man, and you have a powerful story, man, of winning and overcoming. So take us back a little bit to when it looked like you had it all together and then lost it and what you did to regain it back, man. Yeah, you know, I, I feel like it's, you know, they, they say overnight success that actually took a decade or 10,000 hours, you know, and, and I went through, I, I was a liquid millionaire in 2007. I had a mortgage company. We'd grown it from six people to 250 employees and 10 offices. And we were highly leveraged at that point. And so I went from liquid millionaire to $200,000 in debt in less than six months. Wow. And that was that was an eye opener in itself. I essentially lost everything. I lost my house, lost my car, lost all my assets, lost my four hundred one k. You know, everything went away in in a six month period. And and wow. I woke up and just said, okay, you know, you really have two choices at this point. It's like, do you quit and give up, or do you kind of pick yourself back up off the mat and and figure out what you're going to do next. So what was your mindset when you were going through that? Like you said, you lost everything in six months. So after you lost everything, what was your mindset like? You know, I think, I, I don't know if it's, if it was delusional, but I, I still was positive. I thought I was going to be able to recreate it because we took something from nothing to a very large company. And I thought, oh, I'll just recreate my own entrepreneurial dream. It'll be easy this time. I'll do it on my own. I'll do it with a small team. I'll make less mistakes. Um, so my mindset was still positive for some reason where, where I thought, oh, this will just be easy because if I don't have 250 employees and I'm only going to have one or two, this will be easy for me to recreate, pick myself back up off the mat and, and create you know, kind of that entrepreneurial dream, you know, I'll create a business with less meetings and less emails and less phone calls, but more money. Um, and I, I thought it was going to be easy. I, that turned out not to be the case. It was far from easy. And so I, my first entrepreneurial venture, I, I took on some investor money, um, immediately ran that into the ground in five months. And that's what actually, when you talk about getting a mindset shift that's not positive, that's when I really wrecked my mindset because it was almost like the wake up call of, 
oh, oh shoot, this isn't going to be nearly as easy as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Now, now I not only was in debt and broke from the mortgage company failure, but now I'd lost investor money on my next venture. And that really um, spun me into a spiral of, of shame and guilt and everything else. Cause I was okay to lose my money, but when I lost other people's money, uh, that really affected my mindset. Yeah. Now I was also, I also read something that uh, when you were going, when you were going through all of this, you know, you, you, you finally came to grips with sharing some of your feelings with your wife mm. and uh, her response was what? You know, I, it took me a long time. I, I essentially hid from the world for about a three or four year period. I got off all social media I really spent time with my wife and my kids. My kids were young at the time. And, and I think the reason that we made it through that period, I mean, so, you know, finances are tough, especially with couples and families and everything else. A lot of people get divorced, but we, we just communicated all the time. We just talked. We went on these long walks with our kids. We went to the park. As I was trying to figure out how am I going to recreate something that works for us, uh, we just communicated a lot. And so I just said, this is what I'm working on. This is how I feel. This is what's happened. So she was never in the dark, so to speak. I know, I know I've had, I've watched other friends that they, they stop that communication. I think it's natural in a human being when you feel shame or regret or any of those things, it's natural to kind of want to pull away. Uh, but for whatever reason, it brought us closer together. And so that was, that was a really in, I don't think it was well thought out, but it was just a really smart decision to, to kind of run towards that communication instead of run away from it. Yeah. So, so how did you wind up finally picking yourself back up and, and, and get to a place where you are today? Yeah. You know, I, I started creating brands. I, I created a company with a, a business partner back in 2010 we started creating brands for people. Um, we would do logos, their social media, create a website, and then we'd help them automate their email marketing. And so we started doing that. And he was a, he was a masterful salesperson. I was essentially the support behind the scenes. I was figuring out how all that stuff worked. So he'd sell it, I'd create it, but nobody really knew my name. It was, I was, I was literally the support email. And after about 50 of these, I kind of started to fall in love with the process. We, we just did, you know, get people up online, help brand them, help position them in the marketplace, help them with marketing, copywriting, advertising, all that stuff. And so that period of time I'm grateful for because it built a lot of skills and character. And I was able to be behind the scenes. I was able to go through the process over and over again. I began to see what worked and what didn't work. And then in 2015, he decided he wanted to do his own thing. He took a consulting job. I decided at that time, I was like, if you're going to do that, then I'm going to, I'm going to put myself back into the marketplace again. And I really enjoy this, this branding thing and I'm going to run with it on my own. And so that was when I got back onto social media and stuff in that 2015 period. And is that when you created the makeover method? I actually went through a couple year period where we were selling a lot of logos and social media branding and websites. And we were, it was kind of, it was more like a traditional graphic design firm at that, you know, an agency around graphic design 
as I was learning a lot of skills still and, and building my own skills and character with copywriting, online marketing strategies, positioning, authority. And so there was a two-year window, 2015 and 16 really, where I still felt like I was really learning a lot, but we were, we were learning through action. We were, we were helping clients along the way. I was giving them everything that I could give them but it still wasn't working. We, weren't, we were making just enough to pay ourselves. So it's almost like I'd created a job yeah. um, instead of a dream. Um, <laughs> and I, I got to a place where I was frustrated because at this point it had been about a decade and it still wasn't thriving. And so I, I did what I think a lot of guys, a lot of males don't do is I asked for help. I just, I got frustrated. I began to realize that the problem was internal. It wasn't an external thing. It was a mindset thing for me. Um, I, once I recognized that I reached out to some people that, that I'd been following online for a while. I asked for help. I ended up flying across the world to, to meet them. Some of the best copywriters, marketers, advertisers in the world. But that was a, a shift for me. I hired a mindset conditioning coach at that during that week over in Thailand. And that was a huge, huge transition point for me because then I, I dramatically sped things up at that point. So tell me, what is the makeover method? Makeover method was a process. Once, once I realized all that, I began, I began documenting my journey. And so I said, okay, what do I have to fix first to make myself over? And for me, it was mindset. Um, the makeover method was literally a documentation of me writing a book and it was really a book for myself. It was starting to get stuff out of my head and onto paper. Hmm. And I was like, what am I doing and why is it work or why doesn't it work? And so I was documenting my successes and failures and I began to realize the makeover method that I put in the book was really fix your mindset first. If there's any mindset blocks, the rest of the stuff's not going to work. Then you've got to determine and, and pick a business model and prove that to the marketplace. You have to have something to sell that people want to buy. Yeah. Then you need a strategy to communicate that to the marketplace. You need to get your business image in order so you look the part. And then from there, it's really just manufacturing your influence so that you become known to the masses. And then building an engine so that you essentially can repeat daily habits so that all this stuff works without you pulling your hair out 24-7. <laughs> so I like that idea, man. It, it, it seems like you know, that's a perfect title for yourself because it sounds like you had a very successful, lucrative uh, you know, real estate mortgage business um, for several years. You lost it all. And then you really figured out how to just make yourself over again. Bye. That was it, man. I mean, it was... It was um, I, I didn't see that coming. Our original agency uh, was called Your Branding Spot. We were into branding and graphic design and all that stuff. But once I began to make over my life and really document why this stuff started working so well, that's when, when I was like, you know, this really isn't about branding. It's really about making over not only my life, but the lives of my clients Branding is the vehicle that we use to kind of attach because people get branding and stuff. But, but almost everybody I work with, we, we do a lot of strategy, a lot of mindset work. Uh, the branding stuff will work if the leader or the CEO is in the right place emotionally and mindset wise.
Absolutely. I, I agree with that 100%. So I know you mentioned that once you started, you know, you had it, you, you, you found a small team or you built a small team. How important is having a solid team to you in order to grow your business? It's, I mean, it's everything. You, you'll hit a point in your business where you physically can't do it all your own on your own. My team, like I'm super grateful for them. They, they built their own skills and character because as you grow a business, we all know that it's not all just wine and roses, right? It's, there are moments where you run into cash flow issues. There are moments when, you know, you may have to sell your car to keep the business going or do whatever. I mean, I've done all sorts of crazy stuff to keep the business afloat. And my team would also went through those ups and downs with me. And so I find myself in a position today just in, extreme gratefulness for them that they made it through that but we've all kind of it's kind of like steel gets stronger when you bend it a whole bunch and and everything else when steel is forged and and that's that's where I find myself today is my team is very very strong we've got a lot of skills and a lot of character Um, but that came through tremendous adversity and having to overcome obstacles together. Yeah, man, I think that that's one of the most powerful things that we can share as a, just as human beings, man, like putting business aside. I think that sometimes when we share our story, right, that's what people love. Like there's nothing better than a good story, especially of like that comeback story or that makeover story or that overcoming story that, uh, that you and I both share in, in our in our different lanes. But what is a diff, what, you know, I hear a lot of people always, you know, already mindset, right? So, and, and I love that, right? Because I'm the mindset disruptor. So, I, you know, everything starts with the mind, I believe. But you, you have a lot of people who, you know, work in the nine to five, or maybe they're starting their entrepreneurial journey. And they're just thinking like, man, how do, how do those people that are actually winning, how do they do it on a daily basis? How do they make things happen? Like, how, how, how do, how are they able to continue to become successful, you know, month after month and year after year and, and, and through all that adversity. So tell, our, tell my listeners, you know, what does a typical day look like for Mike Young? And mm. from the moment you wake up to, to the moment you get, you know, you get home and lay and lay your head to rest. What, what does a typical day look like real briefly? Yeah, you know, I, I would say that how people have success and, and people that you see starting to win like that, it usually comes down to a couple of really little things that you hear over and over again. But one is, is having a real passion around why you're doing what you're doing. Not only maybe an internal passion for your family or your friends or, or your loved ones or whatever, but also having a, a passion around your business and why you're doing that. And then, and then what I find with clients a lot of times is it comes down to clarity, like extreme clarity on who you are, who your ideal clients and how you deliver value with their products and services because the clarity allows you to make quick decisions. Um, but what my tip of the day looks like, like today I, I woke up, I did a little bit of um, just journaling in the morning. I get my kind of have coffee routine, whatever. I walked to my office in the summers. I came in, I did a little bit of work on some client work. I'm working on a couple client strategies right now where I think about them and I have to kind of figure out what the next step with their brand is. And then I'm doing two podcast interviews today. Um, I've got a client meeting later today, a strategy meeting, and then I'll go home and I'll, I'll kind of repeat the cycle. So it's, it's not, I think so many times people 
think it's some magical thing where you arrive and everything is better. It's, it's always a grind, you know, it's always, it's, I wouldn't say it's always a grind. I would just say it's always a work in progress. There's always a lever to pull. There's always a next step. And, and what I have today that I didn't have years ago is I have extreme clarity around why I'm doing what I'm doing and then what I'm working on and how I help people. Awesome. Awesome. Now you, you mentioned earlier too, that you, you had a pivotal moment in your life when you went to Thailand mm -hmm. and that was really like a paradigm shifting for you mentally, you know, and with everything that you have going on and all that you're doing, you know, podcasts and branding and, and helping people grow and scale their businesses through branding and marketing. How have you been able to develop that? I won't stop until I win mindset. Mm. I think for me, um, it was a couple of things like through the, through the decade long journey, it was, I had reframed my brain around if I quit or give up, it shows my kids what it looks like to give up on your dreams. And that was just unacceptable to me. Um, so that was my mindset for a long time that got me through a lot of obstacles. Uh, now today it, I, it shifted in the last few years, it shifted to, watching their dad having to overcome obstacles to never quit, then it shifted to it's time for, for my kids to watch me succeed and break through to the other side. Mm. And with the clients, with, with my business focus, it's really about helping clients get the life and the business that they want. Um, and so I'm very passionate about that. And I think it's just because I went through such adversity. I can just deeply relate when, I, when I'm with a client and I can see, I can see the path so clearly now because I went through that journey on my own. Yeah. Um, and it, a lot of times it's like you said, it's just about determining no matter what, I'm going to figure this out. I'm not going to quit. And having, having some reason why you're not going to quit is important. You know, I think that life is, is, is mainly about going through experiences, right? Mm -hmm. And, and experiencing these, these things and then learning and growing from them. And, and I think that's just a part of the cycle. Like you've been through great adversity, you've been through great challenges, obstacles, and you've overcome. And now you're in a position where you can help other people who may be going through maybe similar or maybe different adversities or struggles. But even if they're not the same type that you've been through, you've been able to develop that mindset of overcoming regardless of what it is. So you can kind of transfer that type of mindset and those mindset skills on how to overcome to your clients. Yeah, I think, a, you know, a huge shift for me was to start to almost crave the uncomfortableness where, you know, I was, I was, I would say the word frustrated a lot when I was going through um, the journey, I would be like, I'm frustrated right now. But then I, I came to see the cycles in myself where I would see every time I felt extreme frustration or it felt very, very uncomfortable, there was always a breakthrough moment about a month later. And so I began to realize those, those moments of frustration or uncomfortableness was literally me growing or setting new boundaries or setting new territory for myself and my life. And so now it's like, it's almost like I welcome it. As soon as I feel uncomfortable or I feel like things aren't working and I'm frustrated, I realize that's just me growing in some way. Mm, that's good. That's good. That's actually, that was that you just kind of answered the next question I was going to ask mm -hmm. you because I was going to ask you, what do you, <laughs> what do you do in those moments when you might feel extremely overwhelmed or maybe even feel like giving up and, and you just answered it right there that you just, you know, that they're just growing pains mm -hmm. and uh, eventually you're going to outgrow the pain, right? 
pain's yeah. going to start you because you're either going to outgrow the pain or you're just going to continue to live with the pain. You know, I think I think we make terrible decisions from um, from an emotional or I wouldn't say emotional. I would just say we make terrible decisions from a bad emotional state. Mm. So the answer is always the same is, is if you find yourself in the moment where you feel overwhelmed or you feel frustrated or you feel anxious um, or even, even, you know, I think everybody's kind of had those moments where you feel like crying in the shower or, or you just feel, you, you know, you feel not in a good emotional state. What I recommend people do and what I do for myself is, is take a break get your mindset and your emotional state solid and then just determine what's the next best thing I can do for my life and my business that is, is my priority right now and then schedule that thing and then keep getting, get back into action as quickly as possible. And so sometimes for some people that might take them one or two days to get their emotional state stabilized before they can make a solid decision. But the one thing I've learned over time is that, if you make your decisions about the next business step or the next step for your life, when you're in that emotional state, um, you, you typically make very, very poor choices. Um, and, and I guess the example that I think a lot of people go through is I'm worried about money. I'm worried about bills. I'm worried about my next sale. And so if you're in that mindset and then you're making your next business decision from that mindset, you usually make terrible decisions. Yeah. Absolutely. Now you, you mentioned, you know, if, you know, someone can take a step back and get their mindset and their emotional state solid, mm. what are some practical things that like, how do you do that? Like it sounds you know, like, you know, a lot of times people will say those type of things, but the reality is that a lot of people may be asking, how do I do that? Like, what are some of the things that you've done that been able to help you to get your mindset and your emotional state solid, like some practical things that our listeners can take away today. Like what can they do starting today? Yeah, you go, you literally go back to the basics. Um, how am I breathing? Um, what food and, and water am I putting into my body? Um, am I sleeping at regular patterns? So it, it, you go back to the very, very basics. Remember to breathe first, then take a break. Um, get your, make sure that what you're putting into your body is healthy, get your sleep patterns regulated, and then ramp up your exercise. Because if you can ramp up your serotonin levels, your emotional state will follow behind. It's, and so it's, it's go back to the basics, take a break, get your sleep and your eating patterns right, breathe, and then, and then ramp up your exercise. If you're not exercising, you know, I, I think exercise is a huge piece of it. It's like you've got to You've got to get your serotonin levels higher and, and people do that through drugs these days, but they've, they've proven like Xanax and those types of drugs that artificially raise your serotonin levels. It doesn't stick. It's, it's like a, it's like a spike in serotonin that makes you feel better, but it actually ends up robbing from your brain. So go back to the basics and just, just have self-trust that it's all going to be fine. It's all going to work out. And, and look back in the past of all the obstacles you've already overcome and just realize you're going to overcome this one too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's like taking a Red Bull drink. Like you hit it, it gives you that, that, that burst of energy and then you crash. So it doesn't, yeah, you know, it doesn't last. <laughs> but so, if, you could, if you can make that part of your routine and condition yourself to where I'm going to breathe, I'm going to sleep regularly, I'm going to put good stuff into my body and I'm going to exercise, most other problems really sort themselves out.
to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Because it gives you, you know, when you eat right, you sleep right, you know, you're breathing, you're, you're, you're giving your, your mind a chance to, 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 to gain clarity. Yeah, your body wants to, like, we want to, like, I want to, uh, it's not working. So our mindset's like, well, I need to work harder or I need to grind. And it's actually the opposite. And I, I struggle with this still today. I want to win. I want to work harder. I want to grind through it. The obstacles, the opposite, or the, the, the answer is the opposite. The answer is take a break, breathe, go to sleep, wake up the next day, decide what you're going to do and get after it again. Yeah. You, Cause you know, Ar- Ariana Huffington, you know who Ar- Ariana Huffington is? I do. She, uh, she's really big on sleep. She's like a real big advocate of sleeping. And she's like, you know, she's very contrary to the people who say you have to grind, 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 team, no sleep, 24 hours, seven days a week, go, go, go. She's really like, like against that. And, and she's an advocate against that. And she's always saying that, you know, by doing that, like statistics show that by doing, like having that type of mindset and living that type of lifestyle is the fastest and easiest way for entrepreneurs or business owners to experience burnout much faster. Yeah. And, and it's funny because it, it's funny that you mentioned that they, you know, would, it's, it would be better if I take two 20 minute naps during the day and, and, and take more breaks and everything else. So there's a big difference between knowing it and doing it. I don't do it very well a lot of times, you know, like it's like I'll still, even though I know it's better, I'll still, my my habits and my patterning, I'm still find myself breaking down some old patterning. And so I'm always working on it. It's like uh, I'm getting much better, especially in the last six months, I'm getting much better at just recognizing my energy levels dropping here. It's time to take a break. And so I do a lot of walks. Um, I walk a lot and just give myself a chance to break. Yeah. I mean, it's so important. I spoke to, I spoke for this company one time for the CEO. He owns one of the largest meal prep companies in the United States. And when I spoke for his company, he was kind of giving me a tour. And then like the, the, you know, the top of the hour came and everybody just stopped working for 60 seconds and started doing some like, some of them were doing jumping jacks. Some of them were doing uh, push-ups. Some of them were doing sit-ups. He has like some exercise equipment throughout the company, like bicycles and things. And like his, his company policy is every hour for 60 seconds, everybody needs to stop what they're doing, put, put in a couple quick reps and just for 60 seconds, just to get the brain, the blood going, the brain, you know, oxygen to the brain. And, 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 and like I said, statistics show that doing that type of stuff frequently throughout the day definitely helps, helps you out. Absolutely. So that's awesome. So listen, Mike, what's the next, what's the next big goal for Mike, the makeover master? Mm. You know, for me, uh, we just opened up an agency side of our division. I, uh, the clients that I end up working with and coaching and mentoring uh, in our year long experience um, takes a lot of mental energy from me. And we, we don't allow that many people into the program. Um, but the agency side can help a lot of people that need a little bit of strategy. They need a little bit of branding. Um, so we just opened that up. I just launched the podcast for myself. Um, I'm writing my second book right now. And so I I really just want to continue the ride because I did go through, you know, that decade where things were not working. Um, so now it's just like, I'm just trying to enjoy things, enjoy the ride enjoy the growth. And really my, my main focus is just helping other people do the same thing. Awesome. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So, 
you know, another thing is, is that, you know, as entrepreneurs, we are, we are constantly working, right? We do our times where we, you know, where we take some breaks, you know, we might take a couple hours off to spend with the family and do, and do some things. But what's one thing that's on your bucket list that hasn't been checked off yet? Man, that's a good question. I would, you know, I would say I've, I've done, a, I've done a lot of traveling myself. I've been able to see a lot of different countries and stuff. My bucket list really it, it revolves around my kids and my family more now. Um, it's, it's starting to incorporate my travel and take them with me uh, more often because I went, as I was going through my own journey, I was traveling a lot to meet different people and, and study different aspects of branding, copywriting, marketing, advertising, but I wasn't taking my family a ton. So I think that's, that's my next bucket list is to start making sure that my kids get to see different parts of the world, different cultures, different time zones, um, and, and along with my wife as well, because they just haven't traveled as much as I have. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I know they're probably excited to, to be able to travel with mom and dad too and, and check out some different different countries and experience. Man, they love it. They, my kids are 10 and 12 right now, and, and we took them to Puerto Rico last year. And um, it's like watching two kids in a candy store. You know, they think the airplane seats are cool and the airport's cool. Everything's cool at this point, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I'm from. So you probably had an amazing time over there on the island, huh? It was awesome. It was awesome. Old San Juan was cool and we just loved it. We loved the city and um, we had an amazing time. Awesome, man. Well, listen, what would you tell that one person, Mike, that's listening right now that may be going through something tough? You know, what piece of advice would you give them to keep on going and win? Yeah, I would say... I, this is a passion of mine because my, my brother-in-law uh, in 2015 took his own life. Oh, and wow. I know, I know what it's like to get to a place where you're almost quitting and giving up. Cause I went through that myself a couple different times in the journey where I just thought maybe I'll just get a job at a car wash or something. So, so that's deep down. Those are, those are things that I'm super passionate about is helping people that are, that feel stuck. I would say, it's okay to ask for help and to recognize that there is somebody out there that's been through the journey before that would gladly help you. Um, because if you feel like giving up or quitting, the, I think the step is to do the opposite of what you want to do. You want to retreat, but, but find somebody that's already done what you want to do and ask for help. And, and if you can work for them for free, ask for their mentorship, pay them for coaching, whatever you can do to, to surround yourself with somebody that's already done what you're trying to do, you'll, you'll speed up your learning curve a million times. Great, great advice. I love it. I love it. So Mike, listen, thank you so much for hanging out with me today, giving people some of your expertise and uh, sharing some of your journey with them. If people want to get in touch with you, learn more about who you are or, or more about your story or your company and what your company provides and the services and products that you offer, tell everybody where they can find more about you and your company. Yeah, um, thanks for having me on today, Jose. It's been, it's been a pleasure. And they can find me at my website, themakeovermaster.com or on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and LinkedIn at Mike Young Makeovers. And what's the name of your podcast? The Made Over Podcast. And so we share stories, inspirational stories of people that have gone through, you know, overcome obstacles, had personal transformation. And that's, that's everywhere you can find podcasts, Apple Podcasts, you know, iTunes, all that good stuff.
And what about your book? What's the name of your book? Book is also, it's called Made Over. And the second book is going to be called The Makeovers because I'm going to incorporate a lot of the hacks that I have learned over the last year. And then I'm going to include some of my client stories of, of how they were able to make over their life. And is that book on your website also? Made over the books on our website also. Everything's on our website. All, the, all my podcasts, the book, um, our event, we've got uh, our second event will be run in the spring of 2020. But yeah, everything's on our website, man. Awesome, man. Well, there you have it, guys. Listen, if you guys were digging this show, digging this episode, go over to iTunes, go show some love to Mike, the Made Over podcast, Mike Young. Give him a five-star review, leave a little comment, and show some love. He'd appreciate it. I'd appreciate it. And guys, listen, until the next time, make sure that you don't stop until you win. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to this episode of I Won't Stop Until I Win. Once again, I am your host, Jose Flores, and make sure you visit me at joseinspires360.com where you'll see links to all my social media where I'm bringing content like this every single day on how you can win and keep on winning. We have new episodes dropping every week, so make sure you guys like, subscribe, and share with other winners so that everyone can keep up with what's going on. Once again, I appreciate you tuning in, and we'll catch you on the next episode of I Won't Stop Until I Win.